Welcome back, everybody, to Jedi Eternal, episode 33. We are getting up there today. I'm your co-host, Braxton Taylor, here with your other co-host, the illustrious, the indubious, if that's not even a word, the beautiful, Andrew Bowen. I didn't have a special name for you this week. I can't I'll take it. I'll take the beautiful. I, <laughs> I, I, that actually means a lot to me. I couldn't remember if I was leading in and you told me I was, and then I'm like, I, I, I don't have the name come up for you this week, so whatever. I loved how when you said 33, you you look so uncertain. I'm like, I was thinking something. Like, um, I can see um, the panic um, um, in um. your eyes. I'm like, ah, forget it. I'm just <laughs> saying random adjectives and go from there. Yeah. Andrew, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. I don't know. We always do this kind of like mm-hmm. faux intro. Me and Andrew have been talking for two hours about nothing. We're like, oh, we probably should record the podcast today. Um, so yeah, well, you know, uh, in our current stages of life, we normally only see each other when we do this. So, yeah, and then even then, I'm, we might have to like come in, record it real quick, and then record leave. it real quick and so, leave. Luckily, yeah. today was one of those days where we both <laughs> knew uh, that we didn't have any other plans. Yeah. So we could take our time, and so that's what we did. We we've been sitting here talking for two hours already before Un- we started. Unintentionally, the, before yeah. we hit the record button, and we look down like, oh, it's well for us five o'clock is a good yeah. day. Three, I'm like, it's five o'clock. I'm like, are you kidding? Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes, but anyway, we are excited to be back today for episode 33. Um, today, we have a lot of stuff for we you, do. Um, yes. and we have already been talking for two hours, so I'm afraid it's going to be to grow long today, go long today, <laughs> but we're going to intentionally try to like, you know, explain the stuff, talk about it, have fun stuff, but like, kind of get through it a little bit quickly because we have like five news pieces, five rumors, three really big, good questions. Yeah. And we're, we are going to try, but no promise. We're going to try. Uh, so, yeah, let's just go ahead and dive right into it instead of talking about it forever. So our first news piece for today um, is about The Mandalorian. It's kind of like a dual piece here. But uh, Mandalorian Season 2 supposedly, or what well, not supposedly, will have uh, Episode 1 as Chapter 9. That's what's going to be listed as. So um, everyone was kind of curious as to how the episodes of Mandalorian was going to go. So was it going to be Season 1, or excuse me, Season 1, Chapters 1 through 8, and then uh, season two, chapters one through whatever. But no, it's actually going to start season two, chapter nine. So it's yeah. going to be just kind of right after, um, you know, supposedly. I don't know about this part. You know, I'm assuming this kind of means that we're going to be getting right after chapter eight. That's kind of what it's coming yeah, to well, my mind, too. And, and from what we've heard so far, it sounds like it probably does continue directly after the ending of the first season. There might be a time yeah. jump at some point during the season, but right. it sounds like it's going to um, start right at the end there. Um, for me, I think the biggest takeaway from this mm-hmm. is that uh, this is just more confirmation that this is one large story that they're telling. Right. It's exactly. not a. It's not like a... Um, storyline per season type deal. Like they're right. wanting us to look at this as one large overall like story. Continuous thing, yeah. Which also, in my opinion, kind of makes me feel like there probably may already be a planned ending for this. Uh, the fact that they're they're calling it chapters. This is chapter nine. I wouldn't be surprised if they already know, know what the ending uh, is for this show. Whether oh, so that, you mean for the whole show? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that kind of like gives way to some credence for one of our rumors exactly um which yeah. will kind of harken back to that when we get to it um but but that i was just saying for me i i do like that they're making this season two chapter nine because it kind of just gives us continuity to everything that we're going to be seeing with you know it's not these standalone stories that really don't add up to anything it's actually this continued big you know yeah. arc in, in the star wars universe you know right. 
with that being said, um, there is also a second part to this. Um, so we have, like I said, the season two will continue with chapter nine. But we also know that after every episode, um, that, that with that following Monday, um, there will be an official day for Mandalorian merchandise and content reveals. So like I said, uh, after every Friday when the episode drops, that upcoming Monday will be uh, dubbed Mando Mondays. Where, like I said, if they, you know, they're going to drop merchandise and things of that nature after every episode. So, <clears throat> pardon me. That tells me, and it's something that Drew and I had talked about. This tells me that there's going to be some big surprises in this season. Because, yeah, think about this. We <clears throat> did not see anything merchandise-wise for Baby Yoda until months later because they wanted to keep it such a secret. Right. Uh, so for me, if they're going to be waiting to drop merchandise until after every episode. That tells me that there's going to be some uh, big stuff coming. So whether that be, you know, Boba Fett coming back or or, or Ahsoka or what have you, there yeah. will be some stuff coming in. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and so another thing to add to this is that um, it is confirmed that these will be released on Fridays. Um, so we will be getting it weekly on Fridays. And so it, it sounds like the plan is they're going to have an episode um, and then that following Monday, they will release um, new merchandise that kind of focuses on what you saw in that episode. Right. And that what that does allow for is, just like you said, for us to get that Boba Fett reveal on the show, mm-hmm. and that Monday, here's some new Boba Fett merchandise. Or, exactly. you know, here's the Ahsoka <laughs> reveal on the show. Monday, here's your Ahsoka merchandise, you know. Um, of course that is if they're in the show right so, that part but, is rumor right but, uh, right <laughs> uh but i think um there's a lot i i think it's a good idea it's better oh, yeah. than yeah. i think this is their way of addressing what happened last time where they had to um basically wait on baby yoda merchandise for yeah. quite a while uh, because they didn't want to start production too early and it get leaked out. Whatever. Well, and, and to me, that kind of like, just my perspective, it really lost momentum. Everybody still loves Baby Yoda. It's still a huge thing. But during that crazy right, initial right, phase right. of like, oh my gosh, Baby Yoda, you yeah. know, they could have made a lot, probably a more, lot more money. Yeah, I, I think it, they would have sold tons if, if they had something available right after. And yeah. so doing it this way, there will be that new... Um, new stuff to buy right after a new reveal on the on the show, and my only question, I guess, with it is how are they doing it differently this time to keep things from leaking, right? And you know because that was their big fear, and so somehow I guess they feel confident enough to to because I mean like for example if there is Boba Fett stuff if there is Ahsoka stuff if that got leaked it'd be huge. Well, I have two thoughts on that. A they have an NDA probably signed um, with the manufacturing company. Like, hey, you know, we're going to be working exclusively with you. Uh, but because of that, you're going to have to sign this NDA and make sure, like, hey, nothing gets in and out. Or B, it's one of those things where they, I mean, I don't know this for sure. I'm just kind of speculating. But I guarantee you that Boba Fett stuff and Ahsoka stuff, you know, just to name two, are being produced right now. Boba Fett and Ahsoka are both popular characters. Like, even if it's not related to the show whatsoever, I'm still there's some stuff that are being produced. So therefore, if someone sees that, they may not say like, "Oh, that's Mandalorian 2. You know, unless it had the specific packaging. I mean, right. You know well, what I'm and a lot of times it does have the packaging. Well, true. And that's where yeah. 
where uh, if you know if, if either of those characters in, are in Mandalorian packaging, right. it can be kind of obvious what that right. means. But um, yeah, so it's just kind of a it's a cool idea. This these Mando Mondays, it'll be cool to see what they yeah. drop every Monday. Um, and kind of go from there. I'm sure I'll end up buying something from it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will too. But let's go, let's move on here. Um, our next news story here is Star Wars writer teases epic and wild scale of the High Republic Yeehaw. projects. So um, they had an interview, uh, Hollywood Reporter had an interview with the um, Light of the Jedi author, Charles Soule. And the, they, they were just kind of talking about this new novel and just the higher public in general. And, and he had some things to, to share about it. So I'm just going to read some of this to you. He says, talking about the novel, it's a disaster movie. It's a mystery. It's a race against time team on a mission story. Mm. Yeah, so what's so, that say for you? Well, we, we already know that the great disaster has to happen somewhere through here. Um, and this is something that Drew and I have kind of speculated after they had dropped the first chapter of, uh, of the, of the first book there. Um, we had read that. In fact, we even dissected it here on the podcast. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and go back to episode, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> it don't have in the title. Um, but, uh, but we had, we had kind of called that probably after the first chapter, that's when the initiation of the great disaster probably occurred. Um, with that being said, I would. This is just kind of my opinion. More than likely, the first chapter has the has that one main character. She was the ship pilot or whatever. End of that chapter is the initiation of the great disaster. Second chapter very well might go back again in time to before the great disaster and like hit on these other characters. And then at some point at the end of all these chapters, within the very first book, the great disaster is going to come. So, all that being said, it kind of makes sense, right? Whatever this great disaster is, whatever. Um, kind of thing that this leads to, whether that be some kind of catastrophic event, multiple enemies coming in to do something bad, whatever. It is pretty cool that they got this team of people like running against the clock to, yeah. to get, you know, whatever that may be. I don't know. It's just very exciting to, to Yeah, just the speculate. idea of like disaster movie and mystery. Uh, and Michael me, Bay. All that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a Transformer that's going to pop up. No. Um, Random explosions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and then he goes on to say, Light of the Jedi will finally open the doors to the Star Wars, the High Republic for Star Wars fans. It is the first huge piece of the actual story my High Republic collaborators and I have been building for years. A lot of the teases and such that have been released so far are focused on the character designs or the state of the galaxy. But I can tell you that we've all spent most of our time on the story itself. Light of the Jedi, Into the Dark, Test of Courage, the Marvel and IDW comic series, they're really what the High Republic is. It's an amazing new time period for Star Wars, but it's the story that will get fans hooked. And so, having the responsibility of introducing that story with the first novel out of the gate, I'm thrilled that I got the opportunity, and I took it very seriously. The scope of Light of the Jedi, and the fact that so much is sort of keyed to it, I'm obviously aware of all that and knew, and knew it when I took the job. Is it a little intimidating? Sure, but I really think it inspired me to work at my highest level. I'm very proud of the book, and I can't wait to see what people think. Yeah, that sounds pretty fantastic. <laughs> it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, and, and someone like Charles Soule saying that, I, you know, any, anybody can say those words, right? Right. But someone to the caliber of Charles, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You yeah. know, 
he, if he says it, he means it. Right. You know He's got saying? some other interesting things here I'm going to read. Yeah, yeah, he says, my personal mandate for Light of the Jedi was to explore genre in a way we hadn't directly seen in the franchise. Huh. To bring the concepts of Star Wars to places that would feel fresh and cool. Uh, then he goes on to say, it's a disaster movie, like he was saying. He goes, I also wanted to try some new things within my own novel writing style. Experiments with pace and tension and intercutting and the way secrets get revealed. The structure of the novel is unusual in some ways. But I got that from the Star Wars films, really. If you break down Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, the timeline doesn't make a lot of sense, but it still works. Light of the Jedi has some of that going on. It's elastic. The story can stretch and pull as needed. And then at the end, it all snaps together for what I hope is uh, a big punch. Every one of the High Republic projects is different. They reflect the sensibilities of their authors, but they're all part of the same larger story. What I did with Light of the Jedi isn't what Claudia Gray did with Into the Dark, for example, but I think that's good. Each piece of the High Republic tells its own story, but is also part of the larger initiative. So for me, that kind of confirms what I was thinking, right? Is that ultimately, they're all, all these stories are going to meet up at the Great Disaster. Right, so he goes on to say a little more about that. Oh, you want me, ahead, to, you want me to read that first <laughs> yeah. before you get into that? Because I yeah. think you're going into that. Yeah, he goes, yeah. one of the primary concepts of the High Republic Initiative is the idea that there are certain key events that happen at the same time across the storytelling. It's a lot like the way the destruction of the first Death Star in Star Wars A New Hope has been seen from endless angles since it was first depicted in the first film. Those are all mapped out. There's a document with all of it laid down. The great disaster that opens Light of the Jedi is one of those. I thought it would work because of the things you cited. The idea of having a lot of people involved in one event that operates on a galactic scale seemed very appealing. I could introduce a large cast in a very organic way in various locations from the highest levels of galactic government to the Jedi on the street as they respond to the disaster. So, Yeah, I mean, it, that something like that gives each character, I don't want to say legitimacy, because you can still be an illegitimate character, but it gives them all a foundation to work off of, right? They all have something that they're all coming to meet up at, which is this, right? The Great right, Disaster, right. whatever that may be. Um, you know, each character may not have a huge part in the story, but they all operate off the same basis, that they're all experiencing different parts of life, and then, but yet they're all experiencing this one thing. Yeah. And so I think that's, first of all, it's fantastic writing, uh, like a style. I don't know what, what the word would be, you know, saying like, it's a great story plot to make all characters seem relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that's a great idea. I think it's going to be really cool to see all these different perspectives of the same thing. And I think that's one of the main things that they're like, they kind of mentioned it echoing off of the explosion of the death star and stuff like that. Yeah. And that really was a key focal point of the original uh, trilogy. Right, right. So, I think it's going to be really cool to see this in a different way. Yeah, and then to end it, to cap it off, he says, It all begins with light of the Jedi, the heroes, the villains, the worlds, the concepts, the weirdness, the sacrifice and heroism and tragedy and inspiration. It all starts with this book and goes to incredible places. The scale of this whole thing is wild. This is not small. It's an epic from start to finish. Can't wait to see what folks think. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, he... He really sold it to me. <laughs> I think I think for me, anytime that somebody is very excited about their own work, it's going to come through and people should be excited with them because anybody who's excited about delivering something for you will typically be reflected within its own work. You yeah. Know? And we've already seen Charles Soule do amazing things with Star Wars um, yeah, in exactly. the Darth Vader comics. And, um, and we've also, you know, we know Claudia Gray's involved, who has, again, done amazing things with Star Wars. Uh, we know Kevin Scott is involved, who has done awesome things in Star Wars. 
uh, we have this this fantastic group of storytellers right exactly. that are going that are telling this whole new era of Star Wars and I I couldn't be any more thrilled well and it's not even just a bunch of writers but it's also it's it's, it's a group of accomplished writers people who right. know what they're doing yeah you know um, and that by itself speaks you know speaks for itself you know mm-hmm. speaks volumes for itself uh, you know people you know who a who are uh not only very skilled and accomplished in, in their craft, but B, also people who are very just excited and, and uh, looking forward to creating this new era of Star Wars. Yeah, you know? and, and the most exciting thing about it is is to remember that these all of these novels that have been discussed and shown to us all take place similar times and and are all circled around this, this great disaster. So it's only the very beginning of the high Republic. Right. Exactly. We, we have yet to see the full, uh, you know, and and when we first started talking about this, we, we, uh, you know, initially we kind of explained it in phases, right? Right. Like this is phase one of probably a lot of more phases of this high Republic, kind of like MCU. Right. And this is phase one. And I just, I'm excited to see just how much bigger and how much, how much more they expand this story. This makes very much sense to me. It's kind of unveiling before our eyes here. Um, But it's something that we've talked about is that yes, this is phase one and the, Oh, there's not going to be any TV shows, no video games, no movies. Right. But it makes very much sense for the books and the comics to set a foundation for the world, so to speak, right? For this time era. And then once uh, and they all end at this great disaster, but boom, once all of those are done and the great disaster is established from all of these different viewpoints, uh, uh, phase two kicks in. And that, after they have evaluated what there's a, a big enough audience from phase one, is when they're probably going to be able to start saying, okay, you know what? I think we could probably move into some video games. I bet we could probably move into a TV show, an animation, whatever it may be. Um, because now we have the foundation built. There's a big enough following. Enough people like it. Now we can do this. You know right. The stories are liked enough. I, I guarantee you we're going to see more in, in different guaranteed. formats. Yeah, um, guaranteed. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited to get this book. Uh, January, everyone. Yeah. So we still got a little bit of a wait, but I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be worth it. This will probably sure. be one of the uh, first Star Wars books in a while that I've read completely through. <laughs> Guaranteed. Because <laughs> this is something so completely new. It's got me so excited right. for it. So someone, and then that, that speaks for itself, right? Because someone who, like me, don't doesn't read the books all that much. Yeah. Someone who's that excited to read it all the way through. I mean, it says something, right? It says something, yeah. And and speaking of High Republic, we also got a new look at a lightsaber from the High Republic. Yes. And it is very, it awesome. very cool looking. Uh, if you would check on our um, Facebook and our Instagram, uh, we actually posted a picture of that. Yep. So you can actually go look at it there if you're listening now but haven't seen it yet. Uh, just Jedi Eternal. You can go check it out there. But um, it is the lightsaber of, I'm going to try to say his name, Stellan, how would you say that last name? Probably Geos. Geos, Geos, something like that. Geosis. He is, they talk about who he is somewhere here. (laughs) Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. (laughs) Keep it down. He's the Padawan of Rana Kant. Rana Kant. And yeah, I have no clue. Basically, he's he has developed a strong connection with fellow Jedi, um, Avar Chris, which we know is the the 
kind of sounds like the main character of all of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, still uncertain on that. We have not read it, but they've really talked her up a lot. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, he's kind of got a connection there. But kind of if you check out the lightsaber, it, it, it definitely, the first thing you think is, okay, this is, uh, it, it's got a similar feel to Kylo Ren's, except yeah. just even more old, right? It's like, yeah, well, it has like the, uh, the um, oh... Cross guard. Cross guard is like actually guard. metal. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 it retracts. So like it so I think the way it works is like when it when activated, the the cross guard comes out. Exactly. And it has this yeah. thin like lightsaber uh like laser that comes across that. Exactly. And then you got your normal blade. Which for me, when I'm thinking of like a lightsaber's cross guard, that's actually like the perfect design because from from the holders, you know, whoever's manipulating the the saber, from their point, they're not going to run their hand into the stinking plasma, yeah. you know, because it has the metal that comes up. But yet, when it, a lightsaber comes down, they can block it with that because it has the you know saber coming out. So I absolutely love the looks, design. It looks it's fantastic. It's amazing. Like I hope to get one of these because you oh, know they're going to sell yes. this, right? Like they yes. have to. They got to sell this somewhere. Well, and 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 also the design is very. It harkens to the higher public, right? It's very grandiose. It's very right, that detailed. gold. And, gold yeah. and white and black and and just so many like little ornate details it just it really fits into that era yeah and i and i thought it was cool that it says it has a he has a longer hilt on it than usual and the purpose is to um to to do it two-handed oh so he can, he can yeah. type thing. so <laughs> so that's pretty awesome sick. isn't it <laughs> that is gonna be so sick. i think i'm gonna like i really think i'm gonna like this character uh based off of his description um and and he kind of has that tra- I mean, he's got he's given me some some like like Kenobi vibes a little bit with yeah. his with his longer hair and beard and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think he's gonna be that very traditional uh, Jedi hero. I'm hoping yeah. like because uh, it even talks about how he like kind of likes to stick to the 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 like the teachings of the Order, maybe a little more so than his other friends. And uh, well, he yeah he says. It says, uh, Geos is regularly the voice of reason amongst the three, focused on upholding the Jedi tradition. So definitely a, a Kenobi character. Definitely kind of like a Kenobi character, <laughs> which maybe they're trying to trick us. But maybe. You, you never maybe, know. But who like, knows? False to the dark side. Yeah, you never know. But um, <laughs> I think I'm going to like this character a lot. I'm very interested to uh, to learn more about him. But. Yeah, I love his saber design. If nothing else, you know. Yeah, if nothing else, nothing else about this cool character, he design. has a fantastic yeah. saber. So a lot of really cool stuff to look for um, as we conclude our news for today. Sorry for the voice break there. <laughs> um, as we conclu- he's been talking for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm really like I don't I don't talk hardly at all during the week, and I come here and talk for two hours. You know, um, but oh, anyway. So as we conclude our news, I just want to say like you know be looking forward to uh, to uh, our public. I guarantee you they're probably going to be dropping more stuff between now and then. Almost yeah. guaranteed. Um, just because of the delay and, and everything. Just keep right, everybody right, kind of yeah. hungry for it. So, yep. a lot of cool stuff. Um, so, as we go into our rumors, uh, we have five of them uh, this week. So, that's awesome. Wee, wee, wee. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, the very first one is a very interesting one that uh, yeah. we've been talking about for a while. But some new info has kind of surfaced. So, it's still not necessarily a... Uh, uh, news because as as you guys know we do not consider anything news that doesn't come directly from Star Wars and or Lucas Arts Lucas Film themselves right if it's not from them if it's not you know or Disney whatever you know if it doesn't come from them we do not consider it actual news but this is probably as close to an actual news piece as we're going to get in rumors and that is Tamira Morrison 
who plays Django Fett, uh, who's in episode two, Attack of the Clones, who is modeled after, you know, they model all the clones after him and, and look and stuff like that. They say that his agency has, quote-unquote, confirmed that he will be coming back as Boba Fett in Mandalorian Season 2. So this is something that we've been talking about for a long time, but what is interesting is that supposedly his agency has confirmed it to whoever, the, you know, this person is or this this, this news group is. Yeah. So, so, Drew, do you have any more on that? Yeah, so it's, it was posted on a casting site, um, and and it shows, you know, his name, Tamir Morrison, and then it shows Boba Fett. And uh, it, it, it actually says, it also says, uh, as far as directors go, it says various. Some people are saying that means he's in a bunch of different episodes. Uh, I think it's more likely that it's just because the show is directed by a lot of different directors. Right. Um, but Jason Ward from um, Making Star Wars, he, he said that uh, to this day he's, he has not recalled any of those listings ever being faked. And I guess he's actually been looking at this place yeah. for many years now to get casting news. Wow. Yeah. And he says, as, as far as he can recall, he's never seen one to be fake. And so, uh, you know, there's some credit to that. I will say, yeah. I looked at this myself and did notice that they, they did not have the N in Django Fett and it was just <laughs> Jago Fett. And right. so I thought that was a little weird, but yeah, <laughs> Discredit discredits a little bit, but yeah, I mean, like <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it's not a huge deal, but it does make you kind of wonder, right? Um, but I mean, listen, it's all but confirmed that Samir Morrison is in this in some way, yeah, shape or form, exactly. Uh, and it's all but confirmed that Boba Fett is most likely making appearance in this show as <laughs> right. in some way at some, some point, way, shape or right? form, yeah. Again, so like all of this is just a waiting game at this point to figure out exactly how it's happening yeah um but you know so yeah is this probably true probably but again we don't could it be just flashbacks we, we of don't Fett in there, we don't know? confirm uh news unless like you were saying it is um it's been established by by star wars to be accurate right. and they've not talked about this yet so we will not right. talk about it as being official news until they do or until and, we see it for and, ourselves. And most likely on, on they, the show. That's what I'm saying. Most likely they're not going to confirm this. It's going to be something that shows on the show. Shows up on the show. Right. I mean, so, we surely they're going to hold this out for the show itself, a, right? That would be a huge drop. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. You know, to conclude that that rumor, just to say, like, this is as close as it gets to news, but just continue to know that it's a possibility that it's not. <laughs> right. I mean, so. it, it could very well still be fake. It yeah, could be. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So... But let's go on to our second rumor, and uh, our second rumor here is LEGO Star Wars leak could reveal release date for the Skywalker Saga game. So, as we know, unfortunately, the game did um, get delayed into 2021, but we had not heard a new date yet. Uh, so, a a site, let's see if I can figure see what the site's called. It's a Polish video game site. <laughs> Very accurate, <laughs> Which, <usually. laughs> yeah. Sorry, That's our usually go-to, um, there, so... Which it, it showed an Xbox pre-order option for the game, and it showed May thirty first, twenty twenty one. Now, before you get too excited, there's a good chance that it could be a placeholder. Uh, the reason yeah, I yeah. wonder if it's a placeholder is because I went and looked for myself at that date on my calendar, and May twenty first. Um, hold on a second. That was May thirty first. Sorry, May thirty first, twenty twenty one is a Monday. And I don't 
and it's the end of the month. You know, a lot of times they put placeholders at the end of the month of uh, of a video game. You yeah. Know what I'm um, so, before a video game, should I say? Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, while Drew does whatever he's doing here, um, anyway, long story short, you know, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of games that are coming out or getting ready to come out. For instance, you know, this is not really Star Wars, but it is, I guess, space related. Um, is Halo Infinite? And uh, I'm I'm very much into this game. I very much like uh, you know Halo. I like to play it. And they're supposed to come out this year, but due to delays, they've been pushed back. And um, one of the pre-order on Amazon or whatever it says December 31st, 2021. And people are like, oh, well, that's that's the new date. That's the new date. And then like basically everyone's like, no, that's just a placeholder. And even the um, oh even the uh, like creative director of Halo Infinite is uh, saying <laughs> <laughs> he's back. <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. I, uh, I all of a sudden the little thing came up on my laptop saying that my laptop was about to die. I forgot oh, to plug great. it in, and I was <laughs> frantically running to grab my charger because if it died, then we would have just lost all of this. No. So, well, okay. but we're, quick we're moves, safe. Quick we're moves. safe. <laughs> so just to finish, what I was saying, you know, he he had to come out and say like, this is just a placeholder. You know, that's they have to put something, and typically they always put the end of a month on a random month, right? Um, yeah. So the 31st of whatever, right? So with that being said, you know, this is very possibly not the right date. Right. But, but it, it could, is interesting. But it could potentially be that month, right? It could be. It could potentially be in that May. Era, yes. area somewhere in there. Right. Uh, which which kind of makes sense. We, we've heard spring of 2021 multiple times. Yeah. So. so I think this could very well be around that area. I do not think it will be that day because games don't release on Mondays. Exactly. Ever. They, yeah. they release on... Normally Tuesdays or Fridays. When it comes to big right. releases, you're going to see a Tuesday or a Friday. I can't think of a single Monday big release of a game. So. Right. Yeah, I would be uh, very surprised if that were so. So, I, and hopefully for all of our all of our sakes that this comes out actually like sooner. It'd be awesome to see it in uh, like April or something like that, or maybe even early May. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, keep your eyes and ears up for that. It's just cool that we got that drop a little bit, um, and we'll get more information as we get closer. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, our third of our five rumors for today actually is uh, another rumor from our faithful uh, conspirator and uh, intel giver from here. From the rumor mill himself. From Mr. Rumor himself, Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's, he's had another interview and saying even more things now. So, um, <laughs> I swear, like, all of this comes out to be true. He's the worst. Uh, yeah. Like, he, he can't keep a secret. <laughs> but anyway, so technically... Giancarlo, quote-unquote, confirms that Mandalorian will have at least four seasons. So, of course, again, confirmed being sarcastically said with quote air quotes that you can't see because um, this is a rumor. But his after, you know, uh, his talks, he believes that, you know, there's going to be kind of an extension of a story for uh, season one, season two, season three, and that everything's going to come and end nicely in season four at the least. But Drew, do you have a, that quote for us or do you have anything? Well, yeah. So what he, he says is we're living in a universe that is huge and there's so much to explore. So I think the show is going to lay the groundwork for the depth and breadth that's going, that's going to come in season three and season four, where you're really going to start to get answers. Yeah. So he, he's not even like saying like, oh, this could happen. He's like, this get ready to see season three, yeah. season and four. And well, the thing is, it's not unrealistic to think that he at least has a script for season three. Um, right. Because there's actually already talks of that happening soon, of them starting to work on it soon. Right. 
And so, um, and there's, I mean, he might have an idea of where they would go in a season four. They probably talked yeah. to him about his character, his role and different things. Uh, or on the other side of it, he could just be speculating that, Hey, the show's big. It's doing right. well. And, and why wouldn't they, go why wouldn't they continue? Why know? wouldn't they continue four seasons? Well, and of course, yeah, as you get farther along, it's uh, pretty well, you pretty well figure that, yeah, they're going to start revealing things right. more as you go along. So. Yeah, so surprise. So anyway. it, could, it could be either way, really. I will say that this is a, a speculation that actually has been going around since the end of season one. If, you, if any of you remember back in like December, January, um, people were talking about there being four seasons. And I don't remember who this was off the top of my head, but for whatever reason, four, the number four came up. Uh, you know, So it's interesting that he says four on this one. And, and secondarily, you know, Moff Gideon does seem to be a fairly large character, unless he kills Moff season two, which I doubt that would happen. Uh, unless they have bigger plans, I don't know. But Moff Gideon seems to be pretty big. So, like you said, if he is big and it's going to last for more than a couple seasons, then he probably would know. So, yeah. it's definitely not unrealistic to believe that this is real. Um, it's uh, it's definitely probable, except but it is still a rumor. So, yeah. I, I yeah. think they should go five seasons. <laughs> or six. Or, I, don't know. I think they should at least go five seasons. You know why? Yeah. Why? Because we would end up with chapter 40. Ooh, yeah. That'd be your that'd be your last episode, right? If they're all eight. I mean, I'm not super good at math, but I think that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> if, you did, if you had eight seasons every time, yes. It or would eight be 40. episodes, yeah. Well, chapters, whatever, yeah. Because, I mean, if you end on, like, if you end on uh, chapter 32, I mean, come on. <laughs> It's not even. It's not nice. I mean, come on. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it like, is... might uh, as well just have Jar Jar Binks in there. All right? I mean, just bring well, him back. apparently he <laughs> might be in uh, Kenobi. You never know. And <laughs> with the with this little beard thingy. <laughs> I haven't heard any more Jar about Jar that since, since back then. Thank God, I hope not. Well, actually, I... I think that was part of the old script that they've done oh, away with. Wait, right? Isn't that <laughs> what it was? Yeah, everyone's like, what? We're not getting Jar Jar Binks with a beard? Are you kidding me? And like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to rewrite this for creative directive <laughs> yeah. issues. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, that's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is actually pretty big. Uh, Toby Haynes, who uh, has directed some of Black Mirror, which some of you may know of, um, he is actually going to now be directing uh, the Cassian Andor series mm-hmm. in place of Tony Gilroy. Interesting. So that's kind of a pretty big deal there. Uh, well, actually, let me rephrase that. Uh, um, he's going to at least be directing the first three episodes. Um, so what happens from there, I'm not real sure. But basically, uh, Gilroy had to step down because of COVID-19 related travel reasons. Hmm. So he was not able to travel to the location. Yeah. So they've brought in someone else. And as we know, that actually can change a lot when you oh, bring yeah. in a new director. We, uh, we were very well aware of that in uh, <laughs> sequel trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll be very interested to see where this takes it. Um, right. Just the fact that this is a director from Black Mirror is interesting. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what episodes he directed of Black Mirror. Um, you might be able to try to watch all three of those and get a little look into his style well, or whatever. As, you know? as some of you may know, Black Mirror can be a, a very um, 
disturbing show. So <laughs> I, I'm yeah. I'm interested if this is um, if they're going trying to go for maybe a darker route or um, yeah. Which I you know from from what we gather, this could very well be quite a dark show just because I of what it's going to be based around. Yeah, I assumed if there ever was going to be a darker Star Wars show, it probably would be the it'd Cassian. Be the, yeah, it'd be this one. You know, the underground and. You know, just the kind of the scum and villainy right, and kind it's of kind thing, of like you know? rebels still just trying to. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 at the very beginning still, you know. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, it's interesting. Not really a whole lot to talk about there necessarily. But it's something but to be aware just, of. For yeah, sure. we yeah. just wanted to bring it up, and we'll see. You know, again, we are not calling this news because Star Wars hasn't been like, hey, check it out. We're Right. The, this director is taking the place of it, at least not as of yet when we recorded this episode. Yeah. And um and and so that's why we're actually talking about it in rumors. But I have no reason to believe that this is is not real. Right. Exactly. But we'll see. So yeah, definitely interesting to see what happens there. Uh, but our last rumor for this week. Um, this is the we always love to give you guys a <laughs> big crazy one for you. Crazy one. Yeah. So uh, there has been talks as we have. Uh, judiciously announced before on our rumor section um <laughs> that there has been talks of a a ray film that you know so and when i say solo i was confused about this too when i read it <laughs> but a solo ray film meaning like by herself just her um you know not with anybody else nothing to do with han solo That's, yeah that was my confusion i'm like wait a second, wait, what? yeah <laughs> so there's been rumors that there would be a uh, you know ray by herself film and there's even rumors of like she'd have to face this evil clone of yoda and you know that was a pretty crazy one so this week um uh, <laughs> on this week's uh, next up rumors is that the Ray film uh, is 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 still occurring is real. Um, in terms of a story, you know they don't mention anything, but what they do say is that Broom Boy, uh, as we see on the end of uh, Episode Eight, correct? The Last Jedi. Yep. Yes, Last Jedi um, is being casted as a, 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 the character or the guy who played Cyclops from the X Men movies. So that's pretty interesting. Yes, young Cyclops. Or young Cyclops, excuse me. Yeah, yes. From first class yeah. and those movies. Actually, so, you know, he may not have been in first class, but he was a, definitely in Days of Future Past. So basically, the the premise, and Andrew will have more on this, but uh, the premise of this movie is that Ray will be teaching a new generation of Jedi or, or Force users or whatever, and Broom Boy will be uh, one of those that she trains. Um so Drew may have some more for us here, uh, but it's uh, well, gonna... his name is Ty Sheridan, um, is who? Man, was I wrong about that too? I mean, it looks like maybe he wasn't in in Days of Future Past either. Oh, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I'm so sorry, oh. everyone. He. It looks like it was X Men Apocalypse. Um, oh, this which, is going to ruin the podcast. Well, that's unfortunate for that guy because that was when <laughs> it started getting pretty bad. Like, yeah. like First Class and uh, and Days of Future Past were actually pretty good movies. Right. But uh, so yeah, Apocalypse really went down quick. So. <laughs> oh, so sorry to sorry to tell you, pal. But um, anyways, yeah. So you know, this is just a rumor, uh, but it they're saying like he's going to come and play the character that uh, is Broom Boy. Uh, which actually does have a in canon name. Whoa. Um, it's Tamiri Blag, Tamiri Blag. So interesting. Um, it, but, but what they are saying this story will be is uh, the movie will reportedly focus on Ray training a new class of Jedi, of which Blag will be a part. Yeah. 
Well, that would be interesting if true, I guess. I mean, it just seems like there's not enough there to really constitute my 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 saying, "Oh, this sounds legit." You know what I'm saying? For me, it's it's this this divided news we're getting right. of like right. we're getting reports of we're doing away with everything sequel. We're just pretending like it never exactly. happened. We're yeah. we're focusing on all other things. The sequel trilogy is basically going to be left in the dust. We're <laughs> right. not going to talk about it anymore. Right. And then we have this other side of it where like, oh, we're actually con- going to continue off yeah. of that. And it's like, which which, which direction are yeah. they really going? Um, or are they just doing both? You know, are they going to to f- have the whole new focus on this Mandalorian stuff and and but yet still do some stuff after the sequel trilogy? Personally, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, because yeah. the more Star Wars, the better. I have no problem with continuing Ray's story. Yeah, um, exactly. It doesn't have to be all about facing Sith anymore. There can it can be about her training up new Jedi, and and, and just it doesn't have evil clone Yoda. It, I mean. <laughs> that was one of the rumors, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. I forgot about that already. <laughs> so maybe it will be crazy. Maybe uh, we don't need this. <laughs> you just changed my mind when you brought. This when might you re- be exactly what we need. <laughs> when you reminded me of of evil clone Yoda, I just it just hit me. We don't need this to happen. <laughs> Even though I will say. I am intrigued. I would actually like to see I this mean, evil, I, 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 <laughs> this evil Yoda clone. I don't know uh, what was what's that quote? It's like I mean, it'd be like, horrible I'm disturbed, for the story, but but I'm intrigued. It's like, but I'm disturbed as well. Oh, I heard a good one. I heard a good one. Uh, I heard a somebody. This is just speculation. This isn't rumor or anything. Somebody speculating on the Mandalorian, and Uh-oh. they said that Yoda, or oh, sorry, Baby Yoda, in the Mandalorian. So the child, yeah. as as they refer to him. Um, is actually Yoda. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it is. They're saying it is Yoda. They say they're trying to trick us into thinking it's not, but they're, he's going to, they're going to take him and they're going to go into the world between worlds, of course, that's because I figured, of yeah. course, because that had to be created. So now that's everyone's it's reason for everything. You can come up with anything. At Thanks, Filoni. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Dave. The only thing I really disagree with you on is this one right here. But anyways, so they're going to take him, they're going to go into the past and drop him off at the doorstep of the Jedi Temple, <laughs> oh. and then they're going to raise him there, no. and then that's how you get Yoda. No, no, no. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh no! They're. <laughs> you should see Braxton's face right now. He's actually he's he's considering this it right work. now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, oh, that, that's disturbing. I mean, no, that can't be <laughs> it. That so can't, it can't happen that way. If it did, I would. However, I would, they I would are they are in a a little bit of a pickle. You know what I mean? When you Big think old. about the character of Baby Yoda, we've seen already how powerful it is in the Force. Yeah. How are they yeah. gonna? How are they gonna get away with with telling the story and 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 that and that character not be around in the in during the sequel trilogy? There's only one way: go to the past, take that baby to back drop to it the off. Future, That's right. Back to the future, <laughs> Star Wars style. Drop that baby off in front of the Jedi Temple. Nine hundred years ago, in front of the Jedi Temple. That's how. Oh. Here, here we go. That's how the the High Republic ends. Oh, I am so sorry. That just probably blew people's ears oh, off. Gosh, I apologize. My dog heard something. Um, I'm so sorry. He's an evil anyway, intruder. <laughs> but anyways, like the end of the High Republic. All of a sudden, they're gonna see little baby Yoda sitting there. <laughs> that would actually. They're gonna see the back hilarious. of Mando walking through a portal. Oh my and gosh. There, and there's gonna be a little baby baby Yoda sitting there on the on the steps. I would. <laughs> I would be. So mad. Honestly, I would be so mad. <laughs> I would not want that at all. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we better move on. That's, that's getting crazy up in here. 
after uh, after the, uh, you guys put some uh, swab in your ear holes after they started bleeding here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that concludes our rumor section for this week. A lot of crazy stuff. Um, but you know, like I said, we, we always love to report on everything, uh, even semi-major for better or worse, for better or worse, whether it seems real or not. Uh, we always love to report on just to make sure that everybody, uh, you know, if you've been curious or you've heard it yourself, you've heard it straight from, you know, the, the source, uh, right the here, Jedi, right eternal. Here, Jedi eternal, the source of Star Wars truth in this great big universe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Drew, go ahead and take us on to our releases for the week. Yes. So. For our releases, we have Dr. Aphra 4 and Star Wars Adventures The Clone Wars Battle Tales 5. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's a long one. Um, are both coming out on Wednesday. Uh, Dr. Aphra um, is is a pretty interesting series, so some good things there. I actually haven't read Bound- the, the newest issue of Bounty Hunters because I'm just not into it at all. Wow. Like, I'm probably going to read it, but. I just don't have any urgency to read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the you know you guys know how I feel about adventures. I don't have to mention it every time, but yet I still do. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. But we actually have something else being released that is not a comic book. Whoa! Would you like to know what that is? Oh, I want to know. It is <gasps> Star Wars Squadrons <gasps> releasing for <gasps> Xbox, PlayStation, <laughs> PC, I believe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was just trying to give you some sound effects there to kind of liven it up. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, and to go along with that, uh, yours truly here at Jedi Eternal. Yes. We are going to attempt, attempt. to stream. <laughs> I Operative said, word there. <laughs> yes. Very <laughs> significant um, um, input there on the uh, attempt. <laughs> To stream that yeah, for you guys yeah. this weekend, most likely Saturday, I assume will probably be. We actually have not discussed like exactly when we're doing it. No, we have but not. probably Saturday. I figure will be our best uh, time to attempt that. Most likely, yeah. Um, we are still. We are. It is today is Thursday. Um, we are yeah. still trying to. We, we just got our recording stuff in. We haven't even attempted. We're just going to do after this podcast, I guess. But. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, so, we are going to. Again, very heavily uh, operative word is attempt. <laughs> we, just, we just got our equipment, um, yeah. so we are going to work on that. Yeah. Hopefully we have what we need to make it work, um, and we want to uh, spread the love, show some new Star Wars uh, game, and, and kind of exactly. share the experience yeah. together. We're going to play. Uh, you guys can watch and also talk to us yeah. as we play, and we'll all just experience it together. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's and be maybe really cool. some of you can join in with us. Yeah, uh, if you guys are playing online, uh, you can jump in, and we'll all play together. Yeah, so that'd be, be cool. really cool. Um, yeah, and like on our first night, we may try to do that. But like, if not, we'll definitely have some designated nights where we do do that. Um, right, right. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll just see how it all goes. Like I said, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, this is our last episode before that will be happening. Yeah. So with that being said, um, if if you guys are listening to this, check out our Facebook. Uh, because that's where you'll get um, the news on exactly how and when we do that. The reason right. we don't have anything official yet is, like we said, we're still working on. Yeah, we don't want to say a specific date and then like it not work out or you know? time because we may not even have the. We're we're still working on how it's all going to work out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so pay attention there because come next Saturday, if we can do it, then 
uh, we'll actually already have a new episode out, but that episode um, will already or will be out before we do it. Does that make sense? Sure. Or after we do it. So <laughs> basically what yeah. I'm saying is, is it, is you're just going to need to check out our Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Just look at the Facebook and, and we'll guide you from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, hopefully it's going to be a fun time. So if you guys are interested, go and pick that up. Um, it releases on Friday. So again, that's, that is when you can pick that up unless you're part of, um, EA play. There may be a earlier time to do that, but, um, yeah. So, Yeah. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be a great time. I mean, we may suck it up, but it's going to be fun just to goof around, you know, Drew and I you being get, our goofy you guys selves. Will, you guys and see how bad we are. See at, how at truly it. bad we are at video games as we've grown old in our old age here. Uh, but you, no, are, my reflexes just aren't oh, as quick as they used to. as good as they used to be. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's going to be fun. So keep right and ears out for that. So without any further ado, are we done on releases? We are done. Okay. So without any further ado, we're going to get into Q&A. We have some really good questions this week. But as we do every week, we ask each and every one of you on Facebook and Instagram, uh, you know, basically what questions you guys have for us. You know, do you have any questions, any topics you'd like to discuss? We always try to do three a week, and we got a couple here uh, more. Actually, we would even had like six or something like that, but some of them overlapped and a few things like that. So we're going to be able to try to can, you know, get every one of them except for like maybe one or two. We'll push those to a queue that will be answered first next week. So without any further ado, this week's first question comes from Kristen Perry, who says, why did Obi-Wan Kenobi go by Ben Kenobi when he went into hiding? So first of all, that's a great question. And one, I'll get straight to the point here. We really don't have an exact answer to, um, as as dumb as that sounds. <laughs> uh, him being called Ben Kenobi that occurred obviously in 1979, I believe it was. Um, you know, in New Hope, um, and many years later, uh, they decided to create a prequel trilogy. Um, all of a sudden, big beautiful Obi Wan Kenobi started bounding into <laughs> the scene once more. And I think personally, this is just my opinion. They changed his name to something a little more exotic, right? Obi-Wan, rather than Ben. But with that being said, they didn't want to stray too far away from his last name because here's the thing, right? Uh, you're watching the original trilogy. you got Ben Kenobi. Uh, if you change his name to Obi-Wan Dresden, I don't know, I'm just making something up on top of my head, right? Wait, wait, is this is this Ben? Is this Ben Kenobi? Is this is this the same person, right? They had to keep some element of, you know what I'm saying? Right, so I right. think it was just kind of a plot whole type thing like what if he's really an you know good grief My goodness. <laughs> andrew dropped something sorry about that what is going on here you're ruining this podcast anyway um that's the only thing i'm ruining yeah yeah exactly um long story short i think it's just one of those things where they wanted to keep it as close as they could with, while changing it to keep familiarity with people who already knew about this, uh, you know, the story. Um, but they couldn't change it too much, but they had to change it some. Uh, that's the only way, like, only only good answer I could yeah. personally give you. Okay, well, I'll give you the closest and canon answer um, possible. And we know that in Clone Wars, in, uh, I believe the episode's called Deception, mm-hmm. he uses as a disguise name Ben Kenobi. Um, in, in that, uh, so that's the earliest time he does it. And so when he goes into hiding, I guess he's like, I already used Ben Kenobi once. So I guess I'll just well, use, it, you know. use it again. And he can already and, knows about it. So you know, <laughs> use it again, right? trying to hide from him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, 
why specifically that I don't know, but I, I, I think as, as far as in Canon goes, you have to, to think that like for the most part, for most of the, of the galaxy, Kenobi means nothing. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, so, and he's, he's on Tatooine, a very, um, uh, barren planet. Uh, he's not, he doesn't have a lot to worry about. Not even probably a lot of people he has necessarily feel like he even has to tell his name to. Right. And, um, and so I don't think he was probably that concerned to be honest that, I mean, clearly in real life, we know that it's not a good idea to use your last name, (laughs) but when we're just talking about star Wars, I think that's just what it comes down to. I don't think he was that concerned. And you have to think how many people did he say I'm Ben Kenobi to? Well, and I'll say this, most people who knew him, um, including Luke, who would have been the closest person to him, just knows him as old Ben. Like, yeah. they don't really know as Ben Kenobi. They right. just know as and, and it could be one of those things um, where he he didn't tell everyone the Kenobi part. You right. Know? He just said Ben, you know right. what I'm saying, or whatever. And, uh, and I guess we'll probably see more of that. Uh, I bet they'll touch on that more when we oh, get into the yeah. Kenobi series. Yeah. Um, and just kind of how he goes about those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, and, and we have some, uh, some comics about it as well that are canon. Uh, and if you're more interested in that, go check those out. It might tell some things. It's been a while since I've read them, so yeah. Uh, but it might kind of hint at some of that stuff as well. So yeah. As it sets, there's not really a definitive canonical answer. We're like, oh, this is why he specifically chose this. But uh, you know, Correct, going yeah. off of our intuition, you you know, you heard what we said. Yeah. <laughs> but you I, I heard it here. You first. heard it here first. You know, the most basic common sense answer. <laughs> but no. Um, <laughs> Guarantee we're probably going to hear more about that as the show comes out. So yeah, sure. Just keep keep uh, watching that, looking for that, and so that we might get some answers. So, uh, great question. Our second question comes from uh, actually Kristen again and Noah Aguilar because they hey, both hey. kind of asked the same things. Kristen asked one last week, which was in our queue, and then Noah asked one this week, and they're essentially the same thing. No, or well, me. I want to say thank you both yes. for. Uh, asking questions. I always appreciate when you guys ask us questions. We, we absolutely appreciate it. Yeah. It's the lifeblood of this uh, podcast. It truly sure. is. It truly is. If the questions run out, we run out. <laughs> we run out <laughs> of life and die. <laughs> the end. We just give up. So so you you guys asking us questions is what keeps us going. So this is kind it's of really a like the situation. Fuel. It's the fuel of it. You're so. going to kill us if you don't. So yeah, basically like our, our fate is in your hands <laughs> and don't forget it. <laughs> right. If we die, you know what the problem is. <laughs> it's all your fault. Uh, so I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right. So <laughs> I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even gonna try to do no, it. No, I I could do that all day. Anyway, I'm not gonna get. Anyway, hey, listen, Braxton's the voice actor here, folks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mediocre voice man. Anyway, so Kristen asks, what kind of droid would be your sidekick? And Noah asked, what model droid would you want to own in your real world today, or in the real world today? So Drew, go ahead and kick us off here. What do you what do you think here? Well, listen. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I I gotta go. I gotta go with the astromech. Um, I gotta I gotta have me a little R two D two. Um, that would be what my sidekick. Just because I just I just love R two D two. That's that's my reasoning. But like, yeah. If we're talking about like what. For like uh, actual like purposes, um, would be the most beneficial. Yeah, probably something like HK forty seven. 
Yeah. Which is like the assassin droid, you know, like I could. <laughs> what do you plan on doing with HK-47? <laughs> well, that's the thing. He could do basically anything. And so. Weirdo. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So, you know, if I needed to assassinate someone. <laughs> What's wrong with you? This is a family friendly podcast. Yeah, I'd probably get the joy to massacre my enemies. The, the kids are. <laughs> you know, someone's driving their kids. Someone just picked their kids up from school right now and they're going. Hi. Daddy, what's assassinate mean? <laughs> well, son, William Shakespeare invented the word. Anyway, um, true fact, actually, look it up. Anyway, uh, I'm going to cut you off and go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you said enough. No, um, honestly, I would have to say I would love I love a, you know, astromech. I would say over an astromech, I'd almost want a protocol droid more um, because, you know, it'd be cool to have one around the house and, you know, do stuff and stuff, but it's also cool. Cause well, he has, HK 47 could do all of well, that and more. <laughs> well, so I have another one, but, but uh, protocol joy would be cool. Cause they could translate all the languages and, and, and know all this information. Like that's pretty cool. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like Google, but can also can do things in the real world, real, real world for you. But my second one would probably have to be, I don't know the exact like designation of this droid type, but like K2SO. Um, which I know is like an Imperial like security droid, I guess, or whatever they're called. But it's kind of like HK-47 where it's like, you know, uh, it's it's less assassiny, but more like yeah. I well, could he's a lift up. Imperial security droid, as I think is what they oh, called okay, it. Okay. Yeah, so it's like it's less ass- assassiny, uh, more of like he can pick up and do stuff heavy lifting, but it could also like beat the snot out of somebody. Yeah, HK-47 was an HK series assassin droid. Okay, what exactly yeah. is what they're called. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, I would have to say, like I said, either either like a Imperial security droid or a protocol droid for me. So, yeah. Uh, based off of utility and also so I can beat people up, I guess. So I'm, I'm not too far away from Andrew. I'm not going to kill them. I'm just going to beat them to a bloody pulp and break all their bones. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's at least a little bit better for life, I guess. Daddy, can I be somebody up to a pole? What does that mean, Daddy? <laughs> sorry, son. Okay. Anyway, so, both great we're questions. So sorry. Yeah, we're being horrible influences. <laughs> uh, our our sense of humor. We talked about this before the podcast. Our sense of humor is much. I can, I can darker. Hear I can hear it now. Like we we have some uh, some kind father that listens to our show and he's like <laughs> like i grew he, up listening he's so or watching en- Star Wars he so enjoys you know? listening to our show because um because we're so family friendly and then he's listening <laughs> to this one episode where we're going off the rails and and uh, his wife's like you listen to this stuff with in front of our just kids garbage yeah i was like, like hey, no just hey. kidding shout out to all of our female listeners we love you too yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no we uh we we really tone it back for this podcast i just want to let you guys know that but <laughs> we, we try we try sometimes it we comes try. through clearly um okay so let's move on so uh last but not least our third question comes from alex mason who says what lightsaber fighting form do you think you guys would use so i know for me i uh, i never have a definitive answer so i'll just pick that my top two like usual <laughs> for whatever reason that is um obviously form three um Ceresu is pretty awesome um i, I guess I, i'm kind of like a fanboy uh, for obi-wan you know, so I guess I'm kind of biased, but honestly, I think Form Three Ceresu um, kind of exemplifies uh, what a Jedi should be, right? It's defensive; it's not meant to attack. Um, so, if you're standing strictly with like the Jedi, it makes sense to be Form Three because you know you're just defending, defending, defending. And if they're still coming after you by the time they've wore themselves down, then you can step in and attack at that point. But it's kind of like 
hey, I'm ultimately defending myself and I'm giving you a chance to stop and like have some reason, right? So that's kind of like the main one I think I would use. But also I, I love, love, love uh, Form 7, which is Juyo, which is Mace Windu's, where it kind of like balances the light and dark and they're super quick and powerful. And I like it just because just what it is, you know, you're kind of balancing both the light and the dark. You're having power, but yet defense. You're super quick and agile, yet you're strong. Like, it's just kind of like a, a great balance of everything. And I don't know. I just love that. It's kind of OP. <laughs> so I, I do like that. Um, but uh, yeah, Suresu or Juyo, Form 3 and 7, definitely my two top uh, big ones there. So Drew, uh, what, what about you? Well, definitely 3, of course. Yeah, um, I think we're kind of biased a little bit on that. Yeah, uh, and other than that, probably, probably either four or six. Um, I, I like four. It's as otherwise known as the aggression form. Wow. Which, um, I, I mean, well, you know, I mean, come on, come on. You, <laughs> when you got that, when you got that toy lightsaber in your hand. <laughs> You're, you just want to beat somebody up. You're nothing but the aggression form. Let's man, be real, okay? So HK-47 and now the lightsaber. Man, is there some like underlying <laughs> issues here that we need to talk about? <laughs> but uh, but six is is you know is uh, they well they call it different things, but the moderation form or the diplomats form. Yeah, honestly, in like all reality, I'd probably uh, go three and six, kind of like back and forth in that. Yeah. If I was if I was a Jedi. Yeah. Um, which Obi Wan. Uh, was known to do both. What? Well, so, what did he, did he do six? Because I know, like, yeah. I knew he had switched styles and forms. Uh, well, I think Obi Wan did multiple styles, but which I think most he, most a lot of saber wielders do. Right, right, you know, right. right. They they, they, they learn. Styles. They usually learn a lot of the forms. Well, first of all, you have to learn form one. Everyone learns form one. Yeah, which um, some forms were off limits. Um, at, by a certain point, Juyo but. kind of was. It was like the balance between light and dark, and like only Mace Windu could do it, I guess. You know, yeah. They basically like no one else chants it, right? So, <laughs> but that's probably where where I would lean towards. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Great question. I, that's the one thing I guess we really never talked about that. Like what form yeah. we would use. Uh, honestly, I'd pick anything <laughs> if I could have the force. Uh, wheel if lightsaber. I could just have a real lightsaber and use the force, I, I would use whatever form I'll they tell me. Whatever to. you can tell me, do one. You can tell me you do anything. I don't know. Just tell me what. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that was our last question, right? It was our last question. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our main topic. We uh, we're already an hour in, but um, <laughs> we will try not to to linger too long. Um, but we 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 talked about a couple weeks ago about um, doing a book review for um, the book Star Wars: Dark Legends by George Mann, and yeah, um, I just it's just a really cool book, and so we're going to go all. Sp- full spoilers in on this yeah uh, right off the bat we're not going to take any time with even uh, a non-spoiler review because uh just for the sake of time um so if if this is something you're concerned about uh getting spoiled for then this is probably where you're going to want to go ahead and yeah and leave us um if you're not planning on ever reading this and you just want to know kind of what happens in it though then this is for you yeah um or if you did read it and you just want to hear our thoughts yeah. so R- real quick i'm going to just read the description of the book so yeah, people who it. maybe have not even heard of this uh can get a, understand what this is but the scripture just says read on if you dare <laughs> the end no, um the unique in-world collection hollows the spooky tales and ghost stories that would have kept young luke and leia up at night Created by George Mann and Grant Griffin, the same team behind the stunning Star Wars Myths and Fables, 
These seven frightful fables have been carefully woven from the expansive fabric uh, that is the Star Wars galaxy, including the thrilling landscape from Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Disney World. And, last but not least, beautifully painted in a lush illustrative style and feels intergalactic yet innately archetypal, archetypal and timeless. So basically, to summate, Andrew will obviously get into it, but this is basically a canon book... But it's telling fables, so did it really happen or not? They're ghost stories type thing. Correct. And um, I'll let you guys draw your own conclusions. We'll, we'll kind of discuss what we think if, if each story. We're going to go story by story. Yeah. We'll talk about kind of what it's about, and then we'll decide like our thoughts on if it is if it has real canon truth to yeah, it or not. For sure. So the first one that uh, you start with is called The Orphanage. And this was a really cool story. You have this this young girl um, who ends up being brought to this orphanage. Her name is um, Elish. And she uh, is not aware of her force sensitivity, but she is force sensitive. And she's at this orphanage and one of she makes a new friend and this friend ends up disappearing. Okay. And Basically, it starts to go around that there is this this figure is coming and stealing people, stealing these kids. <laughs> well, so it ends up they portray it kind of like almost like a vampire in the way they talk about this character. Okay, yeah, it's kind of the 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 feeling you get is this like vampireish type character. Darth Nihilus. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so what it ends up being is eventually she starts to realize that it's like a Force-sensitive thing and that this character is taking Force-sensitive children. And come to find out, it's the Grand Inquisitor. Ooh, really? Yes. Interesting. Um, the Grand Inquisitor is the one that's coming, which actually makes sense uh, canon-wise canon because we know that they were stealing Force-sensitive children. Yep. Um, yep. The, the uh, Inquisitors were. And so it makes a lot of sense for canon on a side note for our for my own edification mm -hmm. but also for our listeners here uh does this book have a central timeline that these fables come from or just no, spread out spread okay. out okay okay uh so personally i would assume this story is in between three and four yeah um yeah, yeah. it would have to be before before much of rebels because we know the grand inquisitor's fate yeah in rebels um, precisely so, anyways, what's also interesting, though, is Kira Van Vantala shows up, and she is a Jedi. Interesting. And um, she basically ends up protecting this girl and fights off the Grand Inquisitor. And um, I think... Trying to remember what if if she takes her or not. It I guess it doesn't really tell you. It to me I think it kind of leaves the story open for more between this girl and and this this Jedi. This yeah. Uh, but again, once again another Jedi that escaped um, Order sixty six. Just an, <laughs> another one that added the books. Right. I personally feel like the story is um is canon. I really think it is. Now some of the way they describe certain things in the story or to of course add that spooky fable <laughs> right. um, element to it. Yeah. But I think that the actual story itself 
is did really did happen. Yeah, exactly. And um, so yeah, it sounds very plausible to me, and it fits the timeline pretty well. Like obviously, I didn't really read it fully right. myself, but just from what you're describing, it, it very well could fit. Yeah, and it's a very great story. Um, I would highly encourage you guys to pick up this book and read it. So the next one's called Buyer Beware. This one, obviously, it takes place in the sequel trilogy due to the fact um, that we are um, in Doc um, Ondar's Den of Antiquities on the tube. I can get it all. And we get a first order diplomat as the main character in this name, Slokin. And Slokin goes there and purchases a a mask that he has on his wall. Uh, what's neat about this is this mask is actually on the wall there um, when you go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And so, anyways, he puts on this mask and he's thrown into a vision of the previous, previous owner. And basically, this owner is is killed, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this is uh, something to do with Jim Carrey or if it's a JoJo reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> as we as it goes on, like he um, he sees he continues to see different people do, um, doing certain things, and and they gain like a fortune. Okay, and so like so he starts to see him do it. So he decides. Uh, he's going to put on this mask and go and do and kill somebody to get right. their fortune. And uh, and basically, at the end, he realizes um, he puts on the mask and he sees his own death come. Ooh. And so he gets killed. Um, and then the mask gets returned to the. Um, to back to the wall. So yeah. this one's very more like definitely a fable story. Feels more legends, but yeah. you also have to think about the Sith um, element there because a lot of Sith masks had this had ways of doing that kind of thing, right? Sure. Yeah. And we know like there was a moment uh, who was who was lived inside of this mask. So yeah, that being true. said, there could be a Sith element there. It could be real. Um, and when he died, you know, the, the mask just ended up back there, um, at the store. But anyways, another really neat story. The next one we get here is the predecessor. And this is the one that I really wonder, this one I have a harder time believing, um, is, is real. This, this takes place during the original trilogy. We get Darth Vader in this one. And basically this guy, uh, he gets promoted after, um, his superior is disappears and he gets yeah. promoted into that position. And basically he starts like waking up in the middle of the night. And this, this guy is, um, like choking him. Okay. And, <laughs> nice. and then he sees, and then he'll see that guy that was disappeared and, and, and basically like telling him that he's going to die and all this stuff. Spooky. And basically it goes, um, he keeps seeing it and he goes crazy. Like he loses it after a while and then Vader ends up killing him. Ooh. And so that one, I'm not really, I don't really buy that it happened that way. Right. Because, exactly. you know, we get forced ghosts, but why would we get 
some random imperial guys like a ghost. I don't know if I believe <laughs> right, that. Exactly. Um, so that and I didn't really like that one very much. Then we get Blood Moon. Blood Moon was actually a pretty cool story. Um, it's kind of like tells like a werewolf story mixed with like maybe a little bit of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, but they're on this like this strange planet called Lupal, and um, basically uh, they let's see, let me see if I can find some information on it so I can get it right here. The the story takes place on this uh, which orbits a dying star known to once have the purest heart of Kyber but presently bleeds solar flares and other deadly emissions, making any expedition to the planet a high risk. And um, so basically that they find that that bleeding kyber crystal has a way of making people go crazy. Hmm. And then like they just like kill everyone that's around them. (laughs) And so uh, we get into the story of this and there's this group of people that are there together and eventually, what basically one guy does turn um, into, uh, like, he just goes crazy and starts killing everyone. And this other guy, which is like a, he's like a, he's already kind of a wolf type alien. I can't remember what their names are. Oh, I, and, uh, yeah, I don't you know, know what I'm talking about, about? But I, I do know what you're referring to, though. So, it, like, kind of makes him crazy, but he, I guess he kind of can deal with it. And, uh, and so they, they're like this one girl's left. She's the only one that survived. It's basically kind of just a horror story. She's running through trying to, to survive against this guy and he's, she's running to the ship. She's about to get taken out though. Cause she, she, he's too fast. Well, this, this wolf guy, which you think is already gone actually is still alive and he comes through and, 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 um, and stops, um, this bad guy and uh and then they all so like him and this girl they go back on the ship and they're flying away and then she looks over and he's like all he's turned evil too and that's how it ends gotta be kidding me so i don't think that story is real uh because how would they be able to tell it because it sounds like everybody dies unless he came back too and just realized well i guess that's true he's committing he's uh admitting his crimes before a grand jury you know and they just true i will say it's now been it's now been like over a month since i read this book so i'm probably telling some of this wrong but i'm doing it by memory here my gosh uh now this one was really cool it's called the dark mirror um this one i think um is actually a story that took place a long time ago Hmm. Uh, so maybe even during the high Republic, who knows for sure. But, yeah. uh, we got, we get this Padawan named Saul Magra and, um, he, he had a master named Nil Idith and Nil Idith was one of like the greatest in the order. Okay. They, they considered him to be like the best there was the best around. And he always wore this, this amulet, um, that was like a small piece of wood with a Kyber crystal embedded into it. Huh. And so he always wore it. And uh, a phantom killer uh, began wreaking havoc on the lower levels of Coruscant. And his master ends up um, like taking care of this guy, defeating him, and, and ends up being... That was like one of his legendary things, that he was able to, to get rid of this phantom killer. Yeah. And um, as it goes on, he, you know, he feels like he can't live up to 
this master who was who was so highly esteemed and all of these things. But he wants to be like him as much as possible. And a lot of people expected him to be like him. Right. And uh, so anyways, this killer shows back up. And so he's very confused. And he doesn't understand because he thought he had gotten rid of him. And, you know, he's kind of, he, he'd taken on the mantle of his master. He's wearing the, his necklace now too. And so yeah. he's kind of like this, this second version of him, right? Or that's what people want him to be. So of course they have him go to try and take out this, uh, this, this phantom killer that's on this, in the streets of Coruscant. And he can't find it. He and he tries and tries. He can't find it, and he doesn't feel like he's worthy to bear the legacy anymore. And um, basically, he gets he just becomes more and more fragile with it all. And and um, he finally finds um, his robe in tatters. Wait, his personal robe? Yeah. I know. I I already know the end of the story is. I've already called it. I already called it in my mind. It. The crystal is making them crazy. Yep. And they're going to kill everybody. So basically, he he experiences a vision of of the murder in progress, and he discovers there that he that he's the killer with the oh and he's even got like the yellow gosh. Sith eyes in in this vision, and the amulet turns out to be some like, uh, it ended up being a place where they poured out their emotions. So his master would take that. And, um, and wear it and he would, he would pour out all of his emotions into it. And so it was like a, uh, catalyst for the dark. Like a soul gem off of, right. Off and, and so, <laughs> but because of that, it would transform him basically at night into this murderous monster. And mm. so when he, when he took it, he had no idea he was doing it, but he was the, again, the phantom killer, just like his master it. had been. I called it. Um, and man, the way that the story tells it though, yeah. is just so good. Yeah. And that just kind of reveals it piece by piece. That's awesome. Um, it's a really good, cool. and it's just think about that. Like we're talking about a Jedi master and a Padawan, a Jedi master that was held to very high esteem. Who's in the at night going around murdering people? Yeah, um, in the underground, of course. <laughs> That's on. So like crazy. it's actually a pretty neat story when you think about it, but pretty dark as well. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's pretty. Cool, I though. I tend to believe this one, um, but I think this is one of those things that might get touched on later as as time goes on. We might learn more yeah. about that story. I, I definitely don't see that as something that's like impossible. Right. Um. I don't know. I, I we've never really heard of anything like that though. Like 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 anger, emotions being put into a crystal and then somehow it bleeds out and affects other people. Yeah. So I don't know. But then again, that kind of gives some merit because then the previous story, as you were saying, uh, that that kyber crystal on the planet was bleeding out. Yeah. So who knows? And then we get the story um, called the Gilded Cage, which is the focus on it is actually about a night sister, and basically they. Um, they want to defeat Darth um, Kaldoth, which we actually get a story of Darth Kaldoth in Myths and Fables, uh, which is his previous book. Um, and so basically they want to take him out, and so they want to kind of uh, weaken him. And they Darth Kaldoth is nearly defeated by the Jedi at one point, and so they want to like use that as, as his new vulnerability and yeah. how to take him out. And so they select this night sister called Zeldin is to basically begin a slow assault on the mind of Darth Kaldoth. And Zeldin has to like 
tread lightly to avoid detection over a long period of time to slowly like spread her influence on him. Okay. Yeah. And, and, um, so Zeldin, uh, witnesses a bunch of different things. He kill he ends up killing his, his apprentice, which is in the previous, um, uh, previous novel. And we, I hope we get more stories about this, this Sith because he's yeah. very interesting and his story is not over yet. So, uh, anyways, he goes on to, um, she keeps trying to do different things to him. And, but the thing is, is he's always one step ahead and yeah. he realizes what's going on. And so he keeps, he keeps stopping it. And, um, and basically he's reversed that slow, steady approach onto her. And the story ends with, with Zeldin cut off from the Night Sisters, and she's trapped in eternal torment. Um, oh, <laughs> in Darth Calden's mind because oh, wow. he let her into his mind and then trapped her there. He knew from the beginning that she was trying to get into his mind wow. and then trapped her. That's, and so that's this is pretty sick. And in, in, in the first story back in myths and fables, um, he was trying to get, he was trying to take, he decided he was too good for his um, master. And so he was trying to take out his master, like, you know, all Sith did. Well, yeah, naturally. But it didn't work at all. <laughs> right. And so he, and he ended up um, defeating him. So Darth Kaladin, um or Kaldoth, is still a character that, like, we can learn more about. And so I hope that we do eventually get more stories about him because he seems to be quite the Sith Lord. <laughs> like, he seems pretty good from yeah. what the stories they've told on him. trap someone in your mind and all that. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty nuts. And I do totally think this one's canon because this is now the second story we've gotten about Darth Kaladoth, and the stories line up together. Um, uh, so I go. do think this is a canon story. Yeah. Uh, then we get a life immortal. And this one tells the story of another uh, Sith Lord. Uh, what's cool about this Sith Lord is she actually has a sickle blade. As, oh, really? Yeah, it's That's a it's a lightsaber, but it's shaped in the form of like a sickle. Right. So it's kind of cool. Um, and this it's Darth Noctis, and Darth Noctis um, is seeking the path to immortality. Yeah. And basically, she ends up going to Exegol. To find this. Yeah. So, so this, she, they actually mentioned Exegol. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So she goes to Exegol and upon her arrival there, she's greeted by like this like golem like creature. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it immediately begins assisting her and the creature leads her to the text she's looking for. And Noctis begins her expedition toward the secrets of immortality. And I think this takes place pretty far back. Um, like, I mean, maybe even like Knights of the Old Republic, like really? far back, yeah. yeah. Which of course they don't say really anything, but I think it's I think it's pretty far back. Um, and so she eventually deciphers the ritual that she must undertake to reach immortality, and uh, part of the ritual of blood sacrifice is demanded. Now, what's interesting about this is very similar to what Palpatine, yeah, wants Ray to do. Yeah, well, that's true, right? To 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 massacre right. the master. So once she takes the life of of the creature, um, so so she because the creature basically is like, I'll do it, I'll be your sacrifice. Yeah, and um, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so she um, takes or she kills this creature as part of the sacrifice, and. What she what happens is she actually turns into the same creature 
Oh, no way. And what happened was, is it was actually her master was the creature. <laughs> and um, wow. That's crazy. basically she got tricked into being taken out by him because she wanted. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a, I, this may not be the right example, but it's kind of like Olympus or whatever, where like next may not be Olympus, but it's the one. It's yeah. like the story, the old Greek story where like, like he was holding up the earth whole earth and he's yeah. like you can't do this you're not strong enough mm-hmm. he's like okay let me try and then he hands him the earth he picks it up and he's like ha now i'm free you can yeah. you can't you know yeah right so what's interesting about this story and this is the one that i really when i ended i was just like okay this is interesting because this was in this was a way to immortality of course it didn't work it didn't work like she thought it was going to work yeah right like she's alive i guess but she's this like weird creature thing. And I don't even know that she's going to always live. Like he wanted to, he w- <laughs> yeah. wanted her to do it to escape it. Right. Cause he right. was like, he wanted his life just to end than to be this, this little creature thing. Right. Yeah. So my question is what is, what is this in comparison to what Palpatine planned to do? Yeah. Um, was Palpatine wrong on what he thought would happen if he was, um, if he was were to be killed, and or because you know he wanted to be killed, and then Ray would end up being the um, basically he would. It kind of sounds like he would have taken over her in a sense, right, or yeah. something like it, that. It does sound something like that, or maybe like and it could be just he was mistaken on how it worked because he didn't have the full understanding or something. I don't, I yeah. don't know. It's so a, it's one of those things like could he could something like that have actually happened had he been struck down? Yeah. Or or was the the um, ritual completed by then. And maybe that's the thing. It wasn't, they didn't have all the right information yet, right. which then created this creature instead. Yeah. And then it's kind of like whoever get whoever kills the creature gets the curse passed on to them and they're stuck in it. Yeah, it's like this incomplete uh, cycle yeah. that just keeps reoccurring. Right. Yeah. But again, I feel like this one's probably real because it does take place on Exegol. It does end up on Exegol. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, it talks also about like seeing a bunch of test tubes and stuff, which when I first read that, I thought, oh, this is after Rise of Skywalker because <laughs> it's talking about like the Snoke test tubes. Apparently, though, the test tubes must have been there before Snoke and they just used them huh. to make Snoke. That's interesting. Yeah. Because huh. I don't think this would be after. I just don't think that would make well, any sense, It right? could be pre-Rise of Skywalker, post-Return uh, post, uh, of the Jedi because... He goes to Exegol at the moment of his death. Well, I think the throne is there, though. I think they see the big throne. Huh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, I guess that would still... Because it just depends on how fast uh, Palpatine, quote-unquote, manifested after uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's a good question. But anyways, so th- those are all the stories in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very interesting very stories, cool. though. Very, very cool. unlike what we normally get in a Star Wars book, and that's why I want to talk about it. Uh, just for those of you that that are intrigued by it, I highly encourage you to go pick it up. The book is not that long. There, I mean, again, these are short stories. Yeah, they're easily digestible. They're they are not super hard to read like some of the adult Star Wars right. novels are. Right. These are um, more like YA uh, writing style. So they're easy to pick up and read and, and, and read it fairly quickly. Right. Uh, so 
I would suge- highly suggest it. And plus, it's just really cool. Like when you're holding it, like it's just a cool looking book. Yeah, it's definitely um, pretty cool. Yeah. And, it, and it has some cool art in there as well. Um, yeah. Some really neat pictures. Actually, you should look at the pictures. Yeah, well, they got yeah. some. They got some cool ones in there. Nice but um, <laughs> but yeah. So that that's it. Uh, I would I would rate this a five stars actually for me. Wow, um, five out of five, huh? Yep. Yeah, I would. It's it's uh it's really good, and I just really enjoyed it for what it was. I it, I didn't need it to be some deep end canon novel. It's just like a a fun right. new take on Star Wars. Having some of the those uh, little horror elements to it was actually was fun, and uh, it and and but also kind of showed. I think what I really liked is that it got you. It, to see more like Sith Lords and, and to see some new Jedi and stuff in, in situations that we've not yet seen. Yeah. And uh, it's just cool. I really like the pictures. Yeah. It's got cool pictures. <laughs> <doesn't> it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to go through all of my questions as I typically would. Cause you went, you know, very detailed and stuff like that, but overall, how has this book changed your viewpoint of the Sith and how has this view, uh, how, how has this book Change your viewpoint of Star Wars and the universe as a whole. Has it expanded it? Has it done anything to you? So the Sith itself, I wouldn't say it's necessarily changed anything for me about the Sith. Um, it's, you know, the Sith do what the Sith do, and right. they, they kind of fall into the same traps as usual in this. Other right. than, I will say Darth, um, Darth Kantoth is quite menacing and quite cunning, and we've not yet seen how he eventually gets defeated. And I think we'll have to see the rest of that story because yeah. we've now seen him twice. And both times it's about someone trying to kill him and both of them fail. So, like, we got to continue that story, right, somehow. Yeah, for I sure. I think George Mann will most likely eventually finish that. Yeah. Um, so as the universe as a whole, though, what's As the universe thoughts? as a whole, um, I think that some of this could have a, a big impact, kind of like the this large um kyber sun that was affecting people uh if that's a real thing that could have huge implications for for the universe of star wars yeah exactly um also just learning about new sith lords um learning about a a highly esteemed jedi master that potentially uh, was actually a murder like a mass murderer (laughs) Is another That's interesting thing crazy. that could they could touch on later in canon and other places. Well, the ability for their minds to be manipulated by some kind of like right. pent up, yeah, emotion or whatever. That's right, crazy, right? And uh, yeah, and it's so interesting because everyone saw him so perfect because because he hid all of it in that all of his flaws, all of his anger and, and emotions and stuff into yeah. this kyber crystal. Little did he know the cool. repercussions that would come. Uh, yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then, like uh, you know, seeing seeing more of of the Grand Inquisitor going into an orphanage and stealing kids, again, is another big thing there. And and just um, the the horrible things that they were doing um, to these young children. And so, yeah, overall, I'd say it really, as long as the stories are true, which I guess maybe we'll never know for sure. Right. Yeah. But. Um, if they are true, then yeah, I think a lot of them actually do have some fairly big um, implications for just the universe as a whole. Yeah, it definitely sounds pretty crazy. Some of them kind of like, you know, whatever, but... Right, right. But uh, yeah, if, like some of these are true, you know, it could, like you said, I mean, it, it could have some very big changes in, in the future of storytelling for uh, for Star Wars, you know, and, and some of them are probably not going to be able to make real as cool as it would be you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to name one specifically, but just whatever that may be, right? Yeah. Because 
you know, you're going to think like, well, why didn't they use it here in this story? Why did, you know, and all those, all the trilogies and all the, you know, animations and stuff, you know, why didn't they use this here? Or why didn't they go there? Or why did they never know about it? You know, some of it may not be super real. Maybe some of it's secret and they never found it yet. Who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah. 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 And Darth, I just think Darth Cardoff would be a really cool one to get um, more stories about. And yeah, you see, there's the guy at the sickle blade. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any other questions, Braxton? Honestly, most of mine, uh, kind of, you already kind of hit on, touched kind of on, on, and we're yeah. already sitting in an hour and 30. Uh, we knew it was yeah, going to be long today. we knew it was going to be long. But uh, hopefully it hasn't been too much of a drag for you guys. <laughs> what a drag. I apologize if it was. Anyway, so, yeah, I uh, I think, you know, just from your description, it sounds like a great book. I mean, it's not. It's really fun, yeah. If it's yeah. something, I, it's definitely something I would like to read. I don't know if I'd go out and purchase it myself, uh, you know, but. Well, but would you do that for any of them other than maybe the High Republic? Yeah, high, well, yeah. Only the higher public, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we want to thank you guys so much for yeah for uh for the continued support and uh, listening to us uh, blabber on about Star Wars for a long <laughs> right. time and way too long, <laughs> way too long. But uh, you know, you guys know what you're getting into by this yeah, point. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, go like us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We do weekly news there, polls. We got a poll on there right now. You can go do. Actually, it won't be on there by the time you listen well, to this. But not, yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll put a new one on there. Yeah, uh, and of course, lots of discussions and more. And we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, you know, always feel free to comment on when we post an episode. Comment on there your thoughts on the episode. We love to see those. Uh, anything you guys would like to see or hear us talk about, we're always open to that. But also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We would love for that. And we uh, thank you for listening. And join us next week for episode 34. Yeah, which uh, when you guys listen to episode 34, we'll hopefully have um, already done or are doing our first gaming live stream with Star Wars Squadrons. That'll be sometime, most likely on Saturday. Be checking out Facebook for more information on that. But until next time. May the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Mm -hmm.